You are listening to episode 180 of the Confident Coaches Podcast, the one where I share a major, little, kind of a big, no big deal, deal. (laughs) All right, let's go. Welcome to the Confident Coaches Podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to do your best work as a life coach. If you want to bring more boldness, more resilience, and more joy to your work, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Amy Latta. Let's dive in. I know, so that little teaser at the beginning was kind of ridiculous. Um, And also, it's perfect. It's perfect given what we're going to be diving into today. So uh, first of all, I'm recording this on my birthday and I just want to tell everybody that you're all amazing and thank you for all of the amazing birthday wishes and we have tons tons more coming on this path to 50. So what I mean by that path to 50 is not a program it has nothing to do with path to 100k it's my own personal path to 50. So I'm recording this on my 49th birthday it's dropping next week and um, everything leading up to this next year is all about me coming into my own at the age of 50. Total side story that um, having done some human design numbers, I am not a human design person, we know this already, but I have a certain, uh, a number in my human design that is essentially, um, like it's written into my human design that it's around 50 that I finally step into my own. Like it's literally written in like my numbers and stuff. Like who knew? I had no idea. And now like so much other stuff seems to make sense. So, and this podcast today, like the timing of it wasn't planned by any means. And yet it's kind of perfect. Don't you love it when that happens? My gosh, I love it when that happens. When something's happening in your life that also coincides with a certain level of timing, and it's exactly the lesson that you need. And I think it's a perfect episode as I move toward a year from now when I'm going to be 50 and everything I'm going to be bringing into this podcast. The the very long story short of like 48 was my year of deconstruction. I got to tell you, 49 is my year of reconstruction. So just like the roof gets blown off by the time we hit 50, right? And a big piece of this, the interesting, interesting thing, the past year, I've shared a lot of this on the podcast. I have broken apart pieces of me that I didn't even realize were still intact that needed to be shattered. I would have told you I've done all the mindset work. I've done all the deconstruction deconstruction. And boy, was I wrong. I've shared in a couple of podcasts, I think including even last week or the week before, I think a couple of weeks ago at this point, about, um, you know, taking on other people's dreams as my own because I couldn't visualize, I couldn't see And that that just felt easier to me. And I couldn't figure out why it was so hard to see my own vision and my own dreams. And so here I am. I realized like late last summer, early last fall, that I really was Amy untethered, Amy unleashed, Amy 
not attached to somebody else. I was no longer the brightest star in someone else's room. And honestly, guys, I couldn't figure out like, all right, great. Figured it out. Amazing. What, what's, why, why am I struggling here? I hired a business coach, an amazing, amazing business coach. We've talked about all of these amazing things, but my ability to execute on those amazing things was not coming easy to me. And, all right, that was a long sigh right there. All of this leading up to, I think at this point we're talking about 10 days ago, I was diagnosed with ADHD. Now, I've done a neurodivergent episode before. I've shared that I thought that I was, even in that episode about not being able to see the future. I'm almost possible I shared that that was a possible sign of ADHD, which I think I probably have. But I've actually had a professional psychiatrist confirm this. And I do have to tell you, it was very emotional that day. Very, because it's one thing to suspect, it's one thing to guess. It's one thing to pull out and take a bird's eye view of my past year and see like, I think this could be something that's getting in my way. But then having a a doctor who this is what they do for a living, and I'm going to go, I'm going to share with you even more about like what it was that he and I talked about that helped lead to this diagnosis and be like, that's like, that's why, that's why the coaching wasn't working. That's why all of those freaking, like everything I would tell you guys to go do was not working because I had undiagnosed and unmedicated ADHD, which I've had (laughs) apparently a really long time. Um, But before we dive into this, like why the hell does any of this matter to you, the listener? And this is why. Like first and foremost, this confirms my zone of genius. And that is, I really am really understanding that I am the champion of people, of of the coaches who, like shit just doesn't automatically work out for you. And you're like, what the fuck's going on here? (laughs) Why is it easier for that person? I must be a hot mess. Like that coach that does have big belief work that they need to do. That coach who really is like, yeah, I know I'm, I know I'm a people pleaser. I know it's not helping me. And yet you're still allowing people pleasing and perfectionism to stop you in your tracks. And it just feels like a fact to you. Like, I don't know another way. Somebody who looks in the mirror and either sees something that they don't think fits the definition of success or has some stuff inside their mind that they're like, yeah, nobody's got this but me. And I think in particular, the champion of those coaches who have mentors and peers who just look at them and go, I would just never do that. I just don't have that problem. And you're like, uh, yeah, but I do. <laughs> Um, and again, I think about literally the years of, I just wasn't believing hard enough. I just wasn't working hard enough. And it turns out that that's not fucking true. I actually had a neurochemical imbalance in my brain. There was no positive thought working my way through 
a lot of what I was experiencing no matter how hard I tried. Now, it doesn't have to be ADHD, but it it could be any number of things, but you know that you've got something that you just don't see in a lot of your peers that you know of, that you know of. Like more and more, I think we're finding out that more people than not got some shit that they are either dealing with beautifully or not dealing with at all, that they're allowing to stand in their way or that they're just white knuckling and powering through. And I think the most important thing, like like when I think about me being this champion for these people, is that you've decided this is a reason that you can't succeed and I'm here to tell you, nah, stick with me. I'm the person that's going to help you unravel that belief that whatever you think sets you apart, whatever you think makes you different, whatever you think makes you not part of the norm is not only is it not the reason you can't succeed, it might be the very reason that you can succeed. It might be end up being your superpower. I'm going to circle back around to that by the end of this. Okay? I'm just not having it that this is the problem. And I think, I think it's really important to know, you can always count on me to share my shit with you. Because even people I coach for months are like, you mean this thing that I think is a huge problem is not a problem at all? No, it's not. And I'm always going to share with you what I'm going through and what I'm experiencing because I think we do a real disservice in this industry when we have mentors and leaders who talk about these things as if they are a thing of the past and not something that you continually evolve to work through. And I want to share that with you because so I know so many of you are sitting here waiting for the day when you're on the other side. I'm like, no, we're going now. We're taking this shit with it. Like we're packing that car up and this shit's coming with us. Here's how we're going to do it. Okay. So I want to put out a couple of disclaimers here because we're talking about mental health in this episode. This is a mental health episode. We got to have some disclaimers. Okay. So I think the first one that I want to say is you personally may or may not see yourself here. Okay, your what makes me different may not be mental health related at all. Um, And much like that, I can't see my future episode that I talked in a while back. Like, listen, if you see yourself here, amazing. Yes, I'm talking directly to you. But even if you don't, you will for sure find yourself in the coach position where you have clients who are doing all of the things and it's still not connecting and and you to be able to guide them to a place where you know where your coaching expertise ends and a mental health professional might be an, an appropriate next step for them. Like you can still coach them on their shit. You can still coach them on their thinking. You can still coach them to like not let those things stop them, but also they might need some help that you don't, that you are not trained to offer. And that doesn't mean that anything's gone wrong on anybody's part. Like I think that disclaimer is so, so important. And then I think that the other disclaimer here is that, you know, I'm going to use my experience of ADHD. I am not 
autistic or, or OCD or while I experience anxiety and I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about experiencing both anxiety and depression as feelings that I am experiencing, but I don't have clinical depression or an anxiety disorder. Um, I was screened for bipolar, but I do not have a bipolar disorder. I, I don't have any, you know, any number of other mental health diagnosis. So and I can't know what that's like. And I am not an expert in that field. So if there's anything here that lands a bit off for you, you know, I would hope that you take this episode with some grace on, on, and offer me some grace on my part and that you would reach out to either, you know, educate me or let me know if there's something here that, that like rubs a little wrong because I'm speaking solely from the perspective of somebody who experiences my version. I think that might be the other one too, of like, like this is my experience of ADHD. Even if you have ADHD, your experience of it may be very different than mine. You know, we are not all the same and there is divergence even within divergence, right? And it's really funny. And we talk about neurodivergent, we talk about neurotypical and, and like so many things, it's such a sliding scale. There's very, very, very few black and whites here. So with all of that in mind, that I'm still find this episode so super important because here's what I know. If it weren't for a couple of really close coach friends of mine who have been very openly discussing their diagnoses, how they were doing, things that were going on with them, I don't know that I would have sought help. I'm pretty sure I would have just kept pushing through and like, Make this coaching work for me. (laughs) Thank goodness that there are people out there talking about these things so that we can say, hey, this kind of sounds like me too. So if anything, I want to be able to be that for you. Okay, so that's my first note. You don't have to just decide your mind doesn't work right, okay? Your mind works the way it's supposed to work. And it's just that our world, how we function, how society works is more often than not, not set up to accommodate anything that's outside of some external predetermined norm. So there's nothing wrong with you. Now you might be struggling. There might be some things not working for you, but you are not broken. Okay. And I just have to share with you, my ADHD showed up like this. Classic squirrel mind. Shiny object syndrome. Look over there, look over there, look over there. Very easily distracted. Incredibly easily distracted. I could be talking to you and this happened. Boy, I have worked so hard on this. It's such a classic ADHD trait. I will interrupt you. I will finish sentences. I'm just so excited. Like It's like I know the answer. I... I It's an impulsivity. So a lot of that impulsivity was very classic in me. Um, Multiple tabs open at one time. Lots of tasks going at any one time. Not even joking. How many times I, you know, will will try to leave the kitchen only to realize that I left the kitchen sink running and the fridge refrigerator door open. I'm like, like that book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie, um, 
you know, if you do this and then it'll lead to this and then it'll go to this, it'll do this, it'll do this. And I'm just wandering around my house doing about 15 different things, all partially finished, none of them to completion. (laughs) You know, um, for sure in my coaching, I'll be coaching a client and I have to really focus hard on them. I this was some coaching that I've gotten before. I'm just like, I'm so, I just love this person in front of me so much. And so every time my mind will, like my mind is for sure diverging and I have really spent so much time practicing on what I call bringing it back to center, re-engaging. And I really just, and, and I do this through one of my superpowers of having ADHD, which is empathy and just focusing on how much I love the human being that's in front of me. And it will kind of like chill my brain out for a second to not try to re- remember that I need to, you know, go get laundry soap. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to the laundry soap. I just focus on the human that's in front of you, Amy. I've even said on live coaching calls, um, I still remember this one time and man, I, I remember getting some people going like, you did this thing and it was I can't believe you did this on a live coaching call. And it was such a classic ADHD thing. Um, somebody was sharing with me this, um, like this, oh my God, I'm just loving this so much. And and everything that you're, t- you know, basically starting her coaching session with a glowing testimonial. And unbeknownst to literally everybody, I've just gotten off a call with my marketing person right before this call who specifically said, you need to start gathering more testimonials for this program. And as this person is saying, you know, giving me basically a testimonial 15 minutes later, and I said out loud, I need to write down the time stamp of this so I can remember to come back to it and get this as a testimonial. Like in the middle of a live coaching call, people. <laughs> Not the most professional thing, but that's like classic ADHD brain of like, I don't want to forget this. I was just told to do this. Here's the very thing I was just talking about. I don't want to forget it. So let me, like if I I know if I say it out loud and I write it down, I have more of a chance of remembering it later. Ironically, I didn't even remember it. I totally forgot to follow up with that person, so even though I did those things, and then still had people going, I can't, I, I, I can't believe you said that out loud on a coaching call. I'm like, well, you know what? I can't either. And also, damn, if that's not like some classic ADHD shit, right? Like just like shit comes out of my mouth. <laughs> Oy vey! Uh, I've got cards. I've never sent. I've got cards for people. Never mailed them. I've got gifts still sitting in online carts across the internet. I probably have at any given time, maybe eight emails in my drafts, lots of unsent texts, lots of unsent DMs, people who've probably been waiting for me to respond to them for months. Like I, it's still there. It's like, I didn't forget. I mean, I forgot, but I didn't forget, right? Like I, I didn't delete it. I know that it's there. I just haven't gotten back to it yet. You know, at any given time, I probably have like, and actually, if I'm thinking about this right now, I have a good six projects in my head for free to pay coach, path to 100K, one-on-one, plus possibly, you know, some 
kind of like baby step offers into those offers all in my head but totally struggled to get them started or to to get them to completion right like either I struggled to get it started or I get it started and then I struggled to get it finished I rely on that external pressure to accomplish what is needed. And here's the thing. A lot of people will be like, this is why you need VAs. This is why you need OBMs. Yeah, but I have to be able to convey to them what I want them to do. I don't know if this is classic ADHD, but this is why so many times I would rather just do the work myself because it's even more steps for me to pass it on to someone else. And when my mind is so impulsive, I will be like, I need this done in 24 hours. Well, that's not enough time to turn it over to my team, right? They, they need like a week or two lag time before they, like, like they need to know what they need to push off their plate in order to get that done or they need to be able to get the other stuff done first so that they can do that. And in my, my ADHD mind, it's like, I got an idea and I want to get it executed and well, I guess I'll just do it myself. Well, when you... And that's happening multiple times a month. <laughs> Ooh, so many things. So many things, my friend. I just moved off the whole podcast episode. So many things have become so clear to me. It's, it's really wild. Here's the thing. I would have told you that I didn't develop this until well into adulthood, like mid to late 30s. But after that psychiatrist visit, it turns out that I have had signs since my teens Definitely by my early 20s. I know for sure something that I used to do a lot of. Um, it's not that I didn't sit still. Like I could sit in a chair for, you know, long lectures. But I was uh, fidgety. You know, I, w- I would twirl my pencil or pen with like a drumstick with my fingers. I would be digging in my purse for chapstick or hand lotion. And even now, I guarantee some of you clients who are listening have seen this. I'll be arranging things on my desk as I'm coaching. Be like phone, pen, paper. You'll see me kind of like moving all around. And I was like, oh my God, look at me. Why can't I stop? I've been doing that for 30, 40 years. No idea. (laughs) I was an event planner in my 20s, so anal and obsessed with details and every little thing. The psychiatrist was like, well, yeah. Like you would hyper-focus as a way to manage your symptoms, as a way to offer some more control in your life. That makes total sense. (laughs) I was like, oh, really? (laughs) I was so shocked. But of course, as, as I've aged, there's so many more responsibilities on my plate than there were when I was in my teens and 20s, right? And then, listen, all we gotta do is look around at the world. Have you seen all of this? There's, there's, there's a little bit more stress in our lives. There's, we've just come through a pandemic. There's a lot. I'm now 49. I have been in perimenopause for, I'm thinking since my late 30s, I am closer to menopause than not. I'm not going to give you like necessarily the date of my last period, but let's just say, yeah, it's, it's tracking. I'm probably almost through this thing. Lots of hormone changes. And that is a huge effect. And here's, here's, here's the, the thing. Here's the rub. Here is the 
how did I go from what I shared at the beginning of me noticing some things and where I am today with a diagnosis in hand. And that is these past few months. I can't say for sure when it hit, um, but definitely in the past, what is it? It's mid-April now. Definitely in the past two to three months, my, my executive function has gone way down. Where external pressure, which I now see why I relied so heavily on external pressure in order to get things done. It was so much more than people-pleasing or perfectionism. It was literally how I managed my ADHD. It was like, when it's on fire is when I'm going to get it done. When the due date is tomorrow, that's when I'm going to get it done. Sure, there might have been some perfectionism and some people-pleasing in there, but it turns out that that's classic ADHD symptom and I relied so much on that and external pressure was no longer was no longer something that was working for me and if you are a regular listener or a regular client or somebody in free to paid coach you know I have said these things are coming and they've not come uh I've always been able to rely on external pressure, even if it meant pulling all-nighters, even if it meant doing three months of work in three days. I've always relied on that. And in the past couple of months, let's just be really clear. I've shared this with the people that it affects the most already. But I haven't, I still haven't, we are into three months into Path to 100K, and I still haven't given them the updated workbook because I just don't have it done yet. Uh, Or created the models that, modules that I'd planned on. I even announced on this podcast, like six weeks ago, that there was a new format to Path to 100K coming. But I don't have what I need in place to be able to, to be able to open that up yet. Because, like, I was supposed to have all of that done. By February. Nope. I mean, yeah, I got sick a couple of times. And I think I talked about that on this podcast. But now I can really, like a real bird's eye view was, yeah, that was a factor. But also, also, I've missed deadlines for bills, for doctor's appointments, overdue on car, ma- car maintenance, the, the, the dog's vet visit, dentist appointments or the Donix appointments, blood work that was needing to get done, health stuff, tax stuff. Like it wasn't just that, it was my in, in my entire life. All of these things not getting accomplished even with deadlines And people reaching out saying, I'm waiting for this. That's not me. That's not normal to me. And here's the thing. Every week that passed, the anxiety and the overwhelm of not accomplishing those things was going up. And you can kind of see the cycle, right? The more anxious and overwhelmed I felt, the harder it was to do. But the more I didn't get it done, the more anxious and overwhelmed I felt. And I need to tell you this. And this is me speaking as a life coach to you. The coaching wasn't working. Taking walks, getting sunshine. Besides the fact that those things became harder for me to even do as the anxiety and overwhelm move forward, but all of those things that I would coach you to do 
to help you get back to center, to help reset yourself. All of these things that have always worked for me in the past, even with undiagnosed ADHD, I was always able to manage it. It became unmanageable. I feel very emotional sharing this with you, but I think it's so important. It's one of the biggest reasons for creating this episode to you now, because I know somebody somewhere needs to hear this. It's this idea that I knew something wasn't okay. Not something's wrong with me and I can't do anything about it. Something has shifted, something has changed, something isn't okay, and I need to figure this out. I need to get some help here. And again, thank goodness for those friends who are sharing their experiences. And when I quietly reached out, was like, go, go, go get an appointment with a psychiatrist. Go do this thing. Just go hear what they have to say. And again, I don't want to to beat a point over the, like beat you over the head with this point. But it's one of the biggest reasons for, for putting out this episode so close to a diagnosis because I, I needed somebody to tell me that I was okay. It's going to be okay. You are not a failure as a human or or as a coach. And here's the thing. I didn't really think that. I just kept like, I'm going to snap out of this someday. (laughs) Like, I'm going to snap out of it. It's going to be fine. Right? And then I didn't. And thank goodness I had somebody to say, hey, this is okay. Go see somebody. You can get help for this. So I did. And the evaluation was a conversation about behaviors There were a couple of screenings that would rule out some other things. So for instance, there could be some crossover of symptoms with other mental health diagnoses. So we kind of needed to rule those out just as much as rule in this. You know, there's not like a blood test you can do. There's not like a, you know, they can't do like a, a skin swab and be like, yep, you do and don't have this. This is a conversation about behaviors you're experiencing, feelings you're experiencing. He would kind of throw out different scenarios to me and like, you know, how, how is that, how do I function in that? And like, it all just like, it all came up ADHD. <laughs> I mean, it just kept coming up that way, right? Um, you know, and sure, I'm sure somebody could fake their way through this, but for me, it was really very, very clear. There wasn't a lot of doubt about what was going on. And this is still new. I have been prescribed a medication. Um, but, you know, it's kind of one of those things where your insurance company wants to start you on this class of drugs before it moves over to this class of drugs. We um, certainly, I can already tell, I'm sure this is not going to be the last medication that I'm on. And also, meds are not an automatic fix. Thank goodness for friends Again, same friends who helped me see, hey, you know, you're going to want to set up some, you're going to want to clean up your environment a little bit. You're going to want to watch, you know, what's the first thing that you do in the morning that kind of helps set the tone for the day. Um, 
you know, you're going to want to keep this thing and this thing and this thing in mind too. That has nothing to do with medication. But the first thing I noticed, can I tell you? Can I tell you? I'm calmer. Like in my brain, in my mind, I'm calmer. On the exterior, I'm still coming across as very much Amy, Amy Latta. But inside my mind, that overwhelm and then anxiety, it was like, hello, dopamine. Oh my goodness. I'm also snacking a lot net, a lot less. Like all of those dopamine fixes that I was searching for because it was like imbalanced in my brain. And not in my mind, not in my thinking, but in my brain, the physical structure of my brain, right? Oh my gosh. That overwhelm, that anxiety, those depressed feelings that I was really getting into, I, I noticed a change in that right away. I've noticed that I can get tasks started and with a little bit of environmental things like making sure that my desk is cleared off and doesn't have a bunch of stuff on it, setting like a Pomodoro timer and really sticking with it, which I have trouble with, um, letting family uh people unfortunately I can't control Lou Lou the dog but letting everybody else know I am doing this thing now please do not distract me you know setting up some of those things plus the medication is allowing me to start tasks I am even finishing some I am noticing still very very distracted there's still a lot of squirrels running the show I know we're not quite there yet on the medication but I see an improvement Most of the tasks that I have caught up on so far are the life ones. I like not being in trouble with the IRS. (laughs) I like, you know, driving a car that doesn't have an outstanding recall on it that might be, that needs to be replaced. Um, You know, I like following up on, on my doctor when they say, hey, you know, you got some blood work that came back and it doesn't look real great. We need to get you in for further testing. Um... You know, I like getting things that are overdue turned in. Um, I like not being charged late fees on multiple things. So I've been working a lot. Um, You know, most of what I've done in the past week has been catching up on, you know, accomplishing those things and now, now starting to move into the business tasks that I have been wanting to work on, that I've promised people and making sure that those things get out. So... All of this to say, number one, if you suspect, if you wonder, do I have this thing? Fill in the blank. Uh, the, the first thing that I did, I, not only did I suspect it, I actually researched online and looked for sc- online screenings through psych- psychology and psychiatric publications. Um, I found quite a few of them. I took multiples for ADHD specifically, and every single one of them showed up. Likely, yes. Yep, likely I have this. So like that right there was like an okay. That that tells me that what I'm sensing about myself is probably accurate. If you don't know anyone in your life, now I did, I did actually know some people in my life with ADHD. I was able to engage in conversations with them. Thank you very much, my friends. You're amazing. But also I want to tell you that there's an online community for just about anything. Like I am telling you, ADHD talk, TikTok, <laughs> tons of 
does this sound like you? And here's what I do. And I'm sure you can find that on Instagram and on Facebook. I'm sure you can find that in Pinterest to just be able to see, you know, try some kind of at-home remedies. Um, I definitely was past the point of those things working for me. Look for coaches who coach around that topic. You know, I want to be really clear. I am not changing my niche, but I'm definitely, I started talking about more neurodivergence last year and that conversation is just going to continue as part of the overall, this thing that you think makes you different. We can get help for that, but we can still coach you to not let it stop you. Like I'm not changing my niche. I can coach you, (laughs) but for sure, like I'm following a couple coaches that this is their niche. ADHD is their niche. And I found a lot of their resources incredibly helpful. And then we move to, I don't know your medical situation. I don't know your insurance situation. I don't know where you live. I don't know if this is super easy, if this is super difficult for you. But you can start a conversation with your regular doctor. You can start a conversation with your OBGYN. Um, Psychiatrists are going to be necessary for an official screening and any prescription medication. You may not need medication. You may not want medication. And honestly, it wasn't until my executive function started going way down earlier this year that I said, I think I might. This has gone beyond my ability to coach myself out or, you know, habit, meditate, walk my way out of this. But no matter what, anything that you've got going on, it's not a reason at all why you can't be successful. I think this is so important. I didn't even have this in my notes, but I want to be sure to add, like any of you who haven't done the screening or leaned into something because you're afraid of what the answer is going to be. I think it's because of this fear right here. That whatever this thing is, I'm afraid it's the reason I can't be successful. And I actually want to offer to you, not only does it not have to be the thing that's going to stand in your way, it might even be the thing that makes you amazing. How does that make you amazing for me? How is having ADHD a superpower? Sure, I can only focus on how it makes running a business harder. I've certainly done that at times. But how does it benefit me? How does it benefit my business? How does it benefit my clients? This thing that you think needs to be fixed or controlled may actually offer you something that helps you instead of hinders you. Remember, all of this is on a sliding scale. For me, ADHD brings incredible creativity and curiosity. I can actually hyper-focus. I can like crank out work in a very short period of time. I'm incredibly tenacious. I have a never give up energy. I'm going to solve this. I have an insatiable appetite for learning more and always wanting to expand and grow. And I have like huge empathy. Like I love this about myself. Why would I want that to go away? Now, yeah, like, sure, there's other things 
But it's like, it's not about fixing my mind and rid it, ridding it of ADHD. First of all, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not, that card's not on the table. But it's about finding, like, if I can find the right environment, if I can put in the physical activity to help me release some of that energy, if I can, you know, I, I, I already eat pretty healthy, you know, like good nutrition, good sleep, plus some medication to kind of help fill in those dopamine gaps and maybe help me focus a little bit more. I can still capitalize on those traits that I love about having ADHD while not letting the struggle part of it stop me. Like the answer with everything almost always lies in the middle. So whether this is you or a client that you've worked with or are working with, or for sure future clients of yours, understanding that there can be a mental health diagnosis standing in the way of your best possible coaching experience but that there is help for that. And there's nothing wrong with you as a client, as a coach, or with your client. Oh, and really quick, um, one thing that that came up in all of this is that there's been a lot of diagnosis of ADHD, and I think mental health struggles in general, or mental health diagnoses in general, general, after COVID. I know that the medication that I'm now, I've, like my, the initial medication that I am on, there's a shortage of it right now um, because all of this, right? It's like all the more reason we need coaching and all the more reason for us as coaches to be able to say, I can help you with this, but you may need more. The more we can have these mental health conversations, the better it is for everyone, the more that we can normalize these conversations and not make any of it mean that we can't all create success that looks and feels like us. And that's what we do here at Confident Coaches. That's what we do in the spaces that I create in my coaching rooms. Okay, coaches, so there really is no reason that every single one of you can't become a paid coach, can't become a profitable coach. And we're actually going to do that by leaning into our fabulousness, by playing more with what we love in this world so that you can sell more. Okay? So if you want to become a paid coach, you need to join Free to Paid Coach. If you want to become a profitable coach, you need to join Path to 100K. If you prefer a one-on-one, then either business coaching or deep dive coaching through a feminist lens, then Right now, I'm getting ready to start a wait list for that. So make sure that you reach out to me so you can get put on that. And like every week, I I love hearing from you what lands, what you needed to hear, what's the thing that you can move forward with. And I hope that you connect with me either via email or on Instagram at I am Amy Latta. I really can't wait to hear from you. Thank you for letting me share a very vulnerable, but I do think super important conversation with you. And I hope that even if just one person is listening to this and says, I needed that, it will make the extreme uncomfortableness I felt (laughs) be 100% worth it. I'm so excited to see what you create in the world. And I'll talk to you next week. 
coach. It's time to sign your first free client, your first paid client, your next client, and to learn how to do it consistently and having a hell of a lot of fun along the way. This is exactly what you're going to do in Free to Paid Coach. It's the only program giving you step-by-step what to do to become a paid coach and step-by-step how to handle the roller coaster emotions that come with doing what you need to do to become a paid coach. If you know you can't not do this life coaching thing, but believing that you can do it, handling rejection, and remembering how to do all of those things shuts you down, the free-to-paid coach community is waiting for you. Find everything that you're looking for inside. It's only $1,000, payments are available, and then you are in forever. Visit amylatta.com forward slash FTPC to join us right now. See you inside. Let's get paid, coach. Thanks so much for listening to the Confident Coaches podcast. I invite you to learn more. Come visit me at amylatta.com. And until next week, let's go do epic stuff. Thank you.